Hey, what's up, everyone? I'm Steph. And I'm Rachel. And this is Going Mainstream. A show where two alternative rockers listen to music that we may have never listened to otherwise. And we critique it because we are totally experts on the topic. On this week's episode, we look at Gerard Way's career and his recent success with Netflix's new show, The Umbrella Academy. We also review songs from 2013's Random Access Memories by techno giants Daft Punk. And finally, we discuss some of our most interesting encounters with Ed Sheeran and Simple Plan. Let's get into it. Hey, Steph. Hey, Rachel. How you doing? I'm doing pretty good today. Good. I, I, I'm, I'm excited about our episode. I think we, we both have a lot to say. I got some things to say. Some... I'm so excited. Yeah. I am in a great mood <laughs> after listening to some Daft Punk. But before we get into that, mm-hmm. there's something weighing on our minds today. This is true. I've, I've been dying to talk about uh, the new Umbrella Academy series. I've watched it a few times now. I know you haven't gotten the chance. I just know the story, though, because I have read the comic book. Yes. And I think think that's what's really awesome is, like, so few people heard about the comic books, which were written uh, by Gerard Way of My Chemical Romance. Yes. (laughs) Instantly, just the excitement. I just put such a big smile on my face. (laughs) So many people didn't know that he wrote these years ago like he wrote them years ago it was so long ago i remember i had to go to a certain comic book store on portage yeah by by the mts center there and i had to buy it there because i couldn't find it anywhere and umbrella academy i was like oh i wonder if they'll even get them in winnipeg and it was like the biggest deal because my chemical was was like this was during their peak. Like, they, yeah. he wrote this basically during, like, the Black Parade era. So I've been dying for years to have a proper yeah. conversation about this comic. But just to give a little recap for people who maybe don't know what the show is about, it's basically, it's all these children who were adopted by an eccentric billionaire. Mm-hmm. And all of them have kind of superhero-esque abilities, special powers. Um, and they used to be a crime-fighting uh, team but years have gone by and they're all quite estranged from one another but they're all brought together when their father dies and it kind of just takes off from there and it's a really really interesting thing there's time travel um there's mutation there's sibling rivalry i i love it so much no it's great and the characters are so interesting oh my god yes and I, I think they cast it so well in the show. They did. They did a phenomenal job. We love Robert Sheehan. Well, first of all, Klaus, or the seance, was always my favorite character. Yeah. In that I thought he was just so funny. And yeah, no, uh, Robert Sheehan does an amazing job. I just like the grittiness. Like the, like I said, I haven't seen the, mm-hmm. the Netflix special of it, mm-hmm. but I have seen the previews. Mm-hmm. He just seems so like dirty he's wild like this is great this is so perfect well i think one of the funniest things is in the first episode it starts with him getting out of rehab um instantly going to the streets to go get more drugs and like overdosing (laughs) but don't 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 do drugs kids anyway (laughs) but um he ends up like getting revived and just high fives like the paramedic being like, oh, yeah, we did it again this time. Like, yeah, let's go. And I'm like, instantly, this character, you already hilarious. know he's going to be wild and hilarious. I love that. Um, but I think one of the things that really stands out um, as a show is, first of all, like stylistically has this really cool, dark tone to it. And it's visually beautiful, like from the sets to the costumes, like it's fantastic but the thing that really brings this series to life is its soundtrack kick ass soundtrack we were going through uh the songs like i'm sure the one that really sticks out to everyone right now that's in the kind of like trailer for the show is i think we're alone now by tiffany Like, so how good. fun is that? Like, in a show like that? That's so fun. I think this is the great thing. It's, like, it is a really dark show mm. that deals with, like, a lot of serious subject matter. You know, like, 
death and depression and like finding your way after like years of being estranged from your family. Um, but the th- music gives it so much life. For instance, like just a few of the tracks, like The Walker by Fits in the Tantrums, mm-hmm. fantastic track. They have this song called Istanbul. Like, it, it's so old school. It makes you think of, like, the 50s. Istanbul was Constantinople. Now it's Istanbul, now Constantinople. Been a long time gone. Constantinople, now it turns to light on a moonlit night. Every gal in Constantinople lives in Istanbul, now Constantinople. It's like, I've never heard that song in any other context than, like, a really funny scene in a movie. Yeah. And it's used during, like, an intense fight scene. Hilarious. Yeah, so it's just, like, these, like, the juxtapositions of this stuff is amazing. They also have, you know, In the Heat of the Moment by Noel Gallagher and the High Flying Birds. Saturday Night by the Bay City Rollers. That's so funny. Like, I, really iconic songs. And then we were talking about this earlier, but um, Gerard Way and Ray Toro, uh, they actually teamed together and, and did a bunch of covers that appear in the uh, the series so they did a cover of happy together and i mean i have this really like deep deep love for Gerard Way. I think he is amazing. Oh, yeah. And I've definitely followed his career since, I want to say, 2004. Yeah. Yeah. That sounds about right. infancy. (laughs) (laughs) For me, it's infancy. Yeah. Okay. (laughs) 2004, I was in fourth grade. I just discovered My Chemical Romance and Green Day, Mm -hmm. and I thought I was the coolest person in the world. Yeah. And I was. Let's get serious. I mean, yeah. (laughs) Still, to this day. <laughs> Come on, people. And yes. I feel like I know him, having never have met him. I feel like I have this connection with him. And then seeing his career, like, go from originally starting to with art. Mm-hmm. Like, he went to art school to be a graphic artist. Yeah, like, he was working for yeah. Marvel for yeah. a while. Like, that's nuts. And that's insane. But then um, in 2001, when 9-11 happened, Gerard was inspired to just write music, which Burst is... My Chemical Romance. Exactly. Yeah. And then now that he's going... Now that My Chemical Romance has disbanded, he's gone back to comic books. That's just, like, so cool that he, like, never gave up on this one thing. And that's why I, I just feel really, like, adamant that everyone needs to know... Mm-hmm. where this all came from what i've always really appreciated with my chemical romance as a band is they are inspired by pop culture and they go full out into like in, in these these concept albums which in a sense like become pieces of art themselves because they're telling a story through not only like the music but also the visuals that they were bringing on stage oh yeah like you look visuals, at unbelievable yeah i mean like you look at any of their albums like Three Cheers for Sweet Revenge, and they're all kind of playing these murderous gang. I love that about them. Yeah, and then you go to Black Parade, and you have the patient who's, like, clinging to life and this kind of dark ambiance of, like, exploring concepts of death and stuff, and it's really interesting. And then you get, you know, uh, Danger Days, which is just, like, completely the opposite. It's all color. It's all life, like, very David bowie esque was blade runner yeah like it's yeah so you get these really interesting things and he actually turned the uh, true lives of the fabulous killjoys like into a comic book and it's just amazing because each one of their albums is like this like masterpiece that has a cohesive story oh yeah and he has like back like he creates characters like even in, in Black Parade days, there was, like, Mother War and, like, all these kind of symbols that appear in, like, their music videos that it's, like, he wrote entire backstories for every, like, song in this. And it's it's really quite quite impressive to kind of dive into that. Totally. And, and I just feel like everyone needs to know that this story was created by him. Yes. Because I feel like My Chemical Romance has a bad rap of being, like, the go-to emo band to make fun of. But Which, they are like, very creative. Of course. There's so much more than just, like, a band that sings about sad songs. No. No. I think, honestly, like, and this is, a, this is a bold statement, but I'm saying this simply because, A, 
Don't Stop Me Now is in the soundtrack and that gets me going and it makes me think about Queen um, and how, you know, amazing their concept albums were. And I think when we look back like years from now on music history, I think honestly My Chemical Romance is going to be up there with like the high concept bands. I think along with Queen. Like definitely from the 2000s because like the 2000s are just so like stunted creatively and it's nothing but like pop music that all sounds the same mm-hmm. and then they definitely pioneered the the emo movement i think i think yeah for the sure. new age emo movement i should say yeah i mean but like other people would be like the smiths are the only emo <laughs> band ever and i'm like all right like get over like, yourself <laughs> I, I get it i get it but like let's talk about the 2000s yeah 2005 to be exact <laughs> no exactly but Highly recommend The Umbrella Academy. Definitely watch it. I will watch it, I promise. Yeah, I think you're going to love it. I think a lot of people are going to love it. I think a lot of people are going to be surprised by it and how, like, thoughtful the story is. And Because there's a lot of lessons to be learned, like, throughout the story. And there's quite a few more segments to come, so I'm excited. I'm excited for I what know. this comic book and the show has to offer. So Netflix... Well done. Well done. Gerard Way. And Gerard, you keep it up. Yes. So proud of you. <laughs> oh, you, you know, why don't you get some friends together, like, uh, I don't know, like your old bandmates, and just like have a have a party. And then maybe make maybe music. Make another album. And then Who knows? Yeah, release it. And then go on tour. <laughs> I wouldn't complain. I just, I could go for it a good my, new My Cam album. T- it's time. It's time, guys. <laughs> You've been broken up for like, what, six years now? I'm I've been sad <laughs> like I've been more emo than I ever have the past been six years for this album have been the hardest <laughs> years of my life no but it's fine we're, we're gonna stop hurting people who are listening here who want it as badly yes. as we do so we're, we're gonna move this on this was a this was amazing I love I love talking about my chemical romance anyways <laughs> all right moving on <laughs> All right, now it is time for uh, us to look at what kind of music we've been listening to over the past little while. So, hey, Rachel, what have you been listening to? Who, me? (laughs) (laughs) We're the only two people in this room. Um, I've been listening to someone named Billie Eilish. Oh. Are you familiar? Never heard of her, sorry. (laughs) And you call yourself a hipster. <laughs> no, no. I, lo- I love Billie Eilish. I think she's very interesting. I really like the song Ocean Eyes. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That's a really good song. So just to give you some background on this girl, she's like 16 years old. That's the thing that I can't comprehend. She writes these songs, but she must have this like unbelievable life experience in her few years. Mm-hmm. And like, I know you and I, like we've, we've probably lived quite normal lives right we think we've lived but have we (laughs) right and it's like when I was 16 I didn't have any like life experience to write these deep deep songs about yeah but this girl like her parents are in the music business her brother's in the music business maybe her life's just been like really different Ocean Eyes is like this really nice love song and she wrote that when she was 13 she said that's wild to me that's wild and she has a song called uh bellyache which is a it's kind of morbid but it's a song about killing her friends and then feeling guilty after, and then she has a bellyache. Maybe it's in the color where I left my lover. What an expensive fate. My V is for Vendetta. I thought that I'd feel better. And now I got a bellyache. Isn't that freaky? And this girl is so young, but these songs... They're haunting. They're so yeah. Her voice amazing. Absolutely like, haunting. Lyrics amazing. And it's just like, oh my god, how do I? I'm 25 years old, and I'm like <laughs> a 16 year old. I'm like, oh my god, you're my hero. <laughs> you're 16, and it's just like I can't even believe it. The stuff she wears, I'm like, yes, 90s icon. Like honestly, she definitely. I I think like she's going through the same phases that a regular 16 year old would. Go yeah, through, like uh, yeah. rebelling against authority or what a woman should look like, mm-hmm. right? So she like wears these like baggy clothes that are '90s punk rock mixed with a hip hop vibe, mm-hmm. and she just like looks so cool. 
Yeah, she and, looks like, like an Instagram like baddie. But she's like cooler than them because she actually has depth. You know what I mean? Like <laughs> like when you feel like she's past, actually like, oh, human look, with thoughts. Look it's at amazing. That. <laughs> <laughs> Who knew? Imagine that. But I would definitely she has a lot of new songs coming out like every day. Like she just released a song called um Bury a Friend and When the Party's Over. Yes, I've heard When the Party's Over. And those two songs just came out recently and they're really good. And the song, the one that gets me or that I've been listening to a lot is You Should See Me in a Crown. <gasps> and it just hits. You should see me in a crown. I'm gonna run this nothing to hell. Watch me make them bow. One by one by one. One by one by. You should see me in a crown. I feel like it could be used in like a like a dark teen drama or mm. like a like an indie horror film or something. Mm. Like honestly. It's creepy, but and I love it. You know what I think of when I when I hear that song? I, I instantly like a movie moment where like everything starts going to slow motion and you have like that power walk <laughs> down the down the street and you're like, Yeah, I am a badass. Look at <laughs> look over here, everybody. Like the wind just blowing. Yes. So if you ever need to feel like a badass, turn on Billie Eilish's song, You Should See Me in a Crown. Heck yeah. So Steph, what are you listening to right now? If I wanna say about a year ago. I discovered uh, this band called Joan, and it's two two guys. Uh, I believe they're from California, but they have these really interesting, uh, really fun kind of indie pop songs, and it's just like lots of really shimmering guitar, and a few of their songs remind me uh, of you know, the 1975's Girls or something like that, where it's, like, very hipster chic music. I love that. I've never heard of this band, actually. Yeah, they just, like, towards the end of 2018, they finally released, like, an EP. So a lot of, like, their their singles that they'd been releasing, they kind of just compiled them. This is, like, one of their more recent singles called All The Way. Anyway, so that that's one of my favorite songs for I love the last that. Bit. It's really fun and upbeat, but they also have kind of like more mellow, thoughtful songs. But they're all love songs that you kind of have, like oh, you know, like the the unobtainable girl or something like that. They're a very relatable teen band. I think they're having fun with it, and I'm excited to see when they release a full album what they're gonna do. I love that um, 80s bop sound. Yeah. That's so cool to me, especially if they're trying to appeal to the teen group. <laughs> I love that for the youngins. <laughs> for, the, for the youngins, I know. And it's like, I wish that they were touring here or somewhere close so that I could definitely go see like what their live show atmosphere is like because I think it'd be a lot of fun based on the kind of music. Oh, yeah. Colorful. But they are on tour right now. Mm. So they are touring throughout uh, the United States, so... Uh, definitely go go check that out because maybe they will be coming to a city near you. All right, ladies and gentlemen, fasten your seatbelts because it is time for an album review. That's right, everybody. This week, we spent our time listening to Random Access Memories by Daft Punk. Oh, Daft Punk. <laughs> Now, this album came out in 2013, and it won multiple Grammys. Yeah. It's a good year for Daft Punk. Yeah, good year for Daft Punk. Um, what are they doing now? I am i don't know. <laughs> they really <laughs> haven't released anything recent, have I, they? I don't think they have. Well, maybe we're on, but in the makings of another album here. But yes, today we are going to go and uh, analyze a few of the songs off of this iconic album i have some thoughts i have some thoughts too this is the thing where where we're both at with this album is i'm pretty sure the only songs that we knew coming into this were get lucky which is the song that radio basically beat into the ground yes and I, I won't even lie to you i skipped it oh i i, I didn't listen yeah. to it this time it's like, oh get lucky like we all know what that sounds like yeah. But nonetheless, like it was that song's really good. It, I think this is the thing. Reflecting on it now, I'm like, yeah, I can see why that was like a big hit. It was really different. 
from everything else that was being played on the radio at that time, mm-hmm. with the exception probably of Blurred Lines, because I feel like both were kind of on the yes. same track. Blurred Lines and Get Lucky came out around the same time. Both had Pharrell in it. Both were like this like new age doing something different. They're bringing seventies back, like actual good lyrics. Like even Blurred Lines, although the content was kind of yeah misunderstood, maybe or, or like. You understood too much you can't <laughs> deny it was a bop it was a it bop yeah and like this was only six years ago yeah and i think with this album it was a real like ode to like the 60s 70s 80s when like disco music was really a thing mm-hmm. so i think yeah i think they were trying to bring that back to a new audience and i mean clearly they reached a lot of people with it but my opinion and i guess this is like a question that i want to pose because I was thinking about it in the car, where should an album, like a full album success, be determined by one good single? You know what I mean? Like, if if the rest of the album is crap, and I'm not saying that this album is, because we're going to get into that, but you have this powerful single, like Get Lucky, that overshadowed, it, it, it did, it overshadowed oh, every yeah. other song on the album, but it's like, should the album as a whole be successful because of that single i i'm not sure nobody i should say nobody i didn't listen to this album until this week and for all i knew all the other songs were bad but everybody loved daft punk you know yeah yeah and that's where i was at yeah like i had no clue that this album was a bop Cause it is, but we'll get into okay. that. Okay, okay, okay. <laughs> like, so I was just living my life thinking, like, I don't know anything about Daft Punk, but that Get Lucky song was really good. <laughs> but then we also went through that thing where it's like, oh, I hate this song, because then, oh yeah, because then radio was just like, hey, remember that song you liked? Well, guess what? We're gonna play We're it her every back. day, twenty times a day. <laughs> they have another single on here that did get some radio play: the "Lose Yourself to Dance." Yes. Let me tell you a funny story about the song. Oh, please. Yes. I was on a date. Okay, 2013. Okay. Oh, God. The <laughs> darkest of timelines. I was on a date oh with a guy, and his name was Brandon, or Brandon, I don't really remember, <laughs> but... That everybody called him Domo. What? And it's because he would always, like, run to a gas station, like the Domo Uh gas station. Okay. To get smokes. I don't know. Okay. And I'm like, it's fine. Like, he was a little bit emo, so I was, like, into it. Mm -hmm. And we went to, like, a bar to play pool. And he was like, oh, let me go turn on one of my fave songs on the the jukebox. (laughs) And it was Lose Yourself to Dance by Daft Punk. <laughs> and Pharrell. And I was like, this is one of your favorite songs? <laughs> like, you could pick any song in the world. That's... We did not go out on another date. Mm. Let's just uh, put it that way. <laughs> but, like, come on. That's a valid thing. It's like, really? What does that say when your favorite song is by Daft Punk? Yes, Daft Punk is good. And this album was a bop. But if... If that's your favorite song, I just don't know. <laughs> you know, like, like we got to have <laughs> Lose Yourself to Dance. Like, even even of all the songs on the album. Like, if he put on Get Lucky, I would have even been like, like, okay. Like, okay. all right. Oh, I remember that moment. I, I was, like, leaning against the pool table. I was like, this is not going to go well. That's that's when you start thinking, I was like, is this, did he mean this ironically? Or did it was this a genuine He pick? was singing along. <laughs> all right. Like, he was trying to impress me. With his knowledge of the song. Note and to I was all just the, like, note to oh. guys out there, don't try singing Daft Punk to impress a girl. Do not serenade me with Daft Punk. You can try I don't to sing hear it. other songs, but just don't pick a Daft Punk song. <laughs> Unless you're going to go full out and try to do like the electronic like <laughs> the voice along yeah, with it. Yeah, like you better impress me if you're going to do it. Don't just like give me a little, lose yourself to dance. Like, I'm, like no. Yeah. I want a, a show. Dinner what? and a show, please. <laughs> Make it better, do it 
All right, so let's let's get into it a little bit with uh, looking at a few of the tracks that really um, stood out to us. And for my pick, well, first off, I'm just going to go with the first song on the album. It starts with a bang. Uh, the song is called Give Life Back to Music, which I think is very telling of what they're trying to set up with this album is, you know, uh, the 70s were kind of this golden age of music where uh, there was a lot of life a lot of color to songs and I think that was kind of like taken away <laughs> a bit with very generic pop music over the last few years leading up to this album but um I really liked it It starts off with like wicked guitar really loved the guitar in it um and it's very just dramatic like that is how you start off an album just like give me a horn section give me give me all of it like here should we listen to a little bit of it let's let's give them a taste all right Honestly, when I first heard it, I didn't know if there were going to be any lyrics in it. And then and I was scared. <laughs> but there are a few tracks on this where there are no yes, lyrics to yes. be heard. They're just straight instrumentals. So I'm like, okay. And I was uh, it, that just makes me a little nervous. Like, especially when it, when it opened with such a long intro yeah. of that song. I was like, oh my god. That's Did we sign thing. up to listen to an instrumental album? A whole album? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but no, no people. Disclaimer. There are songs with lyrics. There are lyrics. However... <laughs> This is this is my one this is my one critique that kind of like I don't know if I could do the full album and I I'm gonna be honest with you had to stop some of the songs after a while just because I got annoyed with this is that a lot of the lyrics the songs with lyrics very repetitive lyrics <laughs> like oh my god I don't know if I can listen to the same which thing song? over and over again it's doing it right yeah. <laughs> Featuring Panda Bear. And I love Panda Bear. I think they're great. Would you say Doing It Right is your least favorite song? I think the second half of the song, like where Panda Bear actually gets into it, I think it turns into like a cool, edgy, like indie pop song because they bring that to the song. But the first half of the song, you have to get through half a song of Daft Punk in their robot voices saying, Doing it right, everybody in a da 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 da, doing it right. Doing Everybody it right. Everybody will be dancing and we're doing, doing it, it right. right. Everybody will be dancing and we're doing it right. Like half the song is that. It's, and okay. So in a way, it's like they make you work for it, which I don't appreciate. I just want my good tunes now. I don't want to have to sit through that. I gotta disagree with you. All right. Okay. I'm curious to this hear is, where this is bringing up some controversy here. It is, but that's what I like about this. So no, go on. I don't mind the repetitiveness. Okay. If I was walking or, like, on the bus or, like, just hanging out, I probably wouldn't – it probably wouldn't be my first pick uh-huh. to turn on. Fair. But if I am, like, getting ready for a party, hanging out with some friends, having fun, uh-huh. then hell yeah. <laughs> hell yeah, I'm putting the song on. Or if, like, I'm in the car with some friends and we're just cruising around, hell yeah, the song okay. is coming on. Okay. I'm I'm sorry. The I'm only sorry. place where I will ever see myself doing that in that context is when I'm playing the song being like, dude, I gotta play you this song where it's it's so weird. <laughs> oh my god. And okay. then we laugh about it and then it becomes a meme within our group. <laughs> but I see I I respect your opinion. Thank you. I respect you. it. Because that's that's the power of music. Everyone can have their opinion. Now, what was your fave song on the album stuff? Oh my goodness. It might have actually been either touch or instant crush i think those two i really i was really vibing with those are my two two fave picks too actually perfect hey look at that perfect let's look at let's look at touch first kiss suddenly alive happiness arrive hunger like a storm how do i begin a room within a room a door behind a door 
touch, where do you lead? I need something more. Tell me what you see. I need something more. Okay, I just was looking up something on Wikipedia here while we were listening to that, and I am, my mind is blown. What? Okay, so the guy who is singing on this track, Paul Williams, I'm just like, I know that he was like a songwriter and composer and stuff. I did not know. Okay, um, I, I love watching kind of like campy B films from like the 70s and stuff like that. I think it's so funny. And this cult film, have you ever heard of Phantom of the Paradise? Yes. A cinematic odyssey through the rock universe. The story of a sound. The man who created it. The girl who sang it. The monster who stole it. He is Swan in Phantom of the Paradise. Interesting. He is this villainous character that I I still reference, and I had no idea that this was him. And so this just brings so much... This brings me so much joy. Now, listening to this again, oh my god. I was Paul gonna Williams. say, his voice is very um, theatrical. And I Super. think that's what I like the most about this song. Like, his voice... Like, I felt like this could have been in a musical theater production Mm -hmm. that's how like over the top his voice was like he was like because lots of songs they like they're singing like right to you but Mm -hmm. this song felt like he was singing to like a room full of ten thousand people yeah and i was just like oh my god this is so amazing like powerful i loved it i loved everything about it the song has like a weird little intro to it too yeah which i was definitely vibing it's very it's so 70s it's so 70s disco and i think that's what i love about it it's like the fact that they went there they actually did that they they went there they went sure. full into it and they yeah. weren't trying to make it some revamped thing they're just like no this is 70s and we're embracing it throughout the whole album they kind of have like a recurring theme of this man named giorgio yeah and uh, he, this guy's just, he gives a little speech about um, music and how he wanted to take music from the 50s, from the 60s, and from the 70s mm-hmm. and make something new with it, but with just the sounds, mm-hmm. which is so cool. And that this man, Giorgio, has been like uh, named the father of techno music. Yeah. And the father of like Italian disco, which yeah. I don't know. What the difference is with Italian <laughs> disco and regular disco, but I love it. And I just like, I think it's so cool because that totally gives this album like a full storyline to me mm-hmm. as soon as they put that in there. Because I'm like, oh, okay, I see what you're doing here and I see what you're doing with this song. And mm-hmm. I love it. I think the other thing that I just want to touch on is I gave this album a bad rap at the beginning because I thought so many th- of the songs are like so gimmicky. That's that was my first thing. I'm just like, oh my god, like what is this? I feel like I'm watching like, like an '80s drama, like cop show, and this is the soundtrack to it. And but at the same time, I found I'm like maybe that's maybe that's the thing. It's like maybe it's kind of like, in a way, almost this inside joke on, like a commentary on that kind of thing where it's like, hey, but at the same time, yes, it's gimmicky, but it was also considered like a golden age, of like pop culture. And I think that's the thing that they're trying to say is like, oh, it's missing. After a few times listening to it again, I found more of an appreciation. I still think it's gimmicky, but I think sure. I think it's well, fun. Yeah. I think I, I appreciate it on a more like fun, let's just have fun level. I might turn this on the next time I need a pump up song or something. I might listen to it on the car ride mm-hmm. home. I'm just I'm I'm vibe I'm like looking forward to like listening to this album again. I'm looking forward to listening to this album with other people now on a second like yes. you know to like to see what people's reactions are now because I feel like so many people and, and we talked about this earlier like so many people just heard Get Lucky and it overshadowed everything and uh, to the point where they almost didn't even check out the album mm-hmm. when it came out and so I think now people have time to kind of go and explore it a little bit more. I'm curious to see what they think. Something um, I do think is really cool about, like, I'm, I wouldn't say I'm, like, a big techno synth fan. Oh, no, me neither. It's so out of my wheelhouse. But I do like the fact that, although, yes, some songs do sound exactly the same. They some do. Songs, they do. Yeah. Like, these synth bands have so much potential by bringing 
other artists onto their tracks Mm -hmm. to make every song a little bit different to like change it up and to Mm -hmm. which i think is just so cool like pharrell pharrell is on two tracks and those two tracks do echo each other a little bit Mm -hmm. some of the songs with other artists they stand alone as a song that is completely different in my mind and, and this is where I kind of want to get into um, Instant Crush, mm-hmm. which which we both said we like. And Love it. this is the thing, when I when I listened to this, I just listened to it all the way through and I didn't see, um, you know, who was featured on what. And then when I looked back, I'm like, wait, 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 wait. <laughs> Julian Casablancas is on this track. Like, he's doing the vocals on this track. And for those of you who don't know, Julian Casablanca is uh, in The Strokes. Which is one of my favorite bands. And I'm like, how did I not hear about this? How did I not realize that he was a guest vocal on this track? And it's so, like, and that's the thing. It's, like, it's so different than what he does um, in Strokes that it's, like, I almost would have never known. But it's really cool to see on this track. That is definitely, like, a standout track. I yeah. Think. Yeah. And we were never free and i love this is the thing uh, apart from me just getting excited that oh my god yes like member of the strokes is on is featured i also really liked it because it is one of the few songs that does have like more uh, thoughtful lyrics which i'm i'm a lyrics person yeah i think this is why it took me a while to kind of get into this album because i'm like okay instrumentals yay <laughs> yeah no but i i love looking at the, at the lyrics and so this one i was i was a lot more excited about because of that okay the moment of truth moment of Steph, truth. what are you gonna rate this album out of five stars hmm you know i thought about it really hard and, and it as as much as I do like it, I don't know if it's something I would be, like, super willing to put on regularly. I'm like, yes, I definitely appreciate it for what it is now. And I understand why, you know, apart from the singles, it got a lot of praise from, you know, like, Rolling Stone and various people at the Grammys. Um, but I think there's a few standout tracks to me. But overall for the album kind of repetitive kind of got lost in some of the instrumentals so for that reason i'm gonna give it a three out of five three out of five yeah. oh my god yeah you know we're just gonna be totally different on different opinions and that's on this okay. album i think yeah no so what did you what did you give it then guys i'm giving this album a five out of five wow stars. Oh i my god. loved it like honestly i'm sitting here and i'm like yes i totally get what they're doing mm-hmm. i totally love it there is this like cohesive storyline which I live for, mm-hmm. and I'm excited to listen to it again. Dang! And yes, maybe I won't listen to it in any kind of like in every setting, you know. Like I'm not gonna like have a relaxing night in and listen to Daft Punk, but <laughs> 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 but I'm definitely like I keep I'm gonna keep it in mind for the next time I need a pump up song. I think it's just music to make you feel good. So and I'm totally down with it. Awesome. But now I feel I feel bad because it was your birthday the other day. So now I feel like, oh, if she liked Daft Punk this much, I'm like, I should have got her one of those robot masks. <laughs> Missed opportunity. Could you imagine? You just show up to my house be like, happy birthday. Here's a robot mask. Oh, like, uh, what? What do I do with it? These this these is guys, for when you listen to Daft Punk. <laughs> I, I only listen to Daft Punk when I'm wearing my robot helmet. <laughs> There's no other time. I'll just be like the guys in Daft Punk. You are an anonymous being. Yeah. You know? I don't participate in societal norms. I just wear this helmet Get all the time. other people to speak on my behalf. And when I do speak, I speak only in auto tune. <laughs> oh, my God. Yes. Can I get, like, a little, like, voice changer to change my voice to just auto tune all the time? Yeah, please. Like, say say something interesting right now in auto tune. I love Daft Punk. Everyone go and buy random access memories. Or don't. No, go buy it. It's really good. Don't listen to stuff. <laughs> it's fine. Nobody cares about my opinions anyway. No, every opinion is valid here. 
Thank you. Even if they are different, and it's okay. It's okay. Things, so things got heated there, not or two. I know. For I'm a sorry. Second, I'm sorry. It's okay. <laughs> if I hurt your feelings, I'm sorry. Um, <laughs> is there anything else you'd like to say about Daft, Daft Punk? You know what? Out of all the Daft Punk albums, it's their most daffity punkiest. They daft up that punk <laughs> as much as they could. It is the daftest punk I, I've, I ever, I've ever, ever heard. I've <laughs> heard regular punk and sad punk, but daft punk, that's different. <laughs> no. What does it mean? I don't know. When you call someone daft, isn't that I'm like looking dumb? It I'm looking at it. I thought like, so. Like just like thoughtless? Silly and or foolish. That makes so much sense to that me now. That makes so much sense. <laughs> Silly punk. Does that mean we're daft punks? We are daft punks, but we're not daft punk. Noted. <laughs> Noted, Noted for all future Everyone, <laughs> don't get confused. Use, use your apostrophes correctly, please. <laughs> <laughs> Tell a quick little, quick little funny. I think it's time for a story time. A quick little story time for you all. Little, little funny Get around, time. children. Let <laughs> me tell you a tale. <laughs> Was that good? Let me tell you a tale about an old friend named Edward Sheeran. Oh, oh, we're talking. About I got Ed a funny. I got a funny about Ed Sheeran. Oh, I'm excited. Please and go it on. Um, echoes uh, our last episode of my uh, creepiness around celebrities. Love that. <laughs> Love that for I just, you. <laughs> I just, I like to stalk them. Things always work out in my favor, Don't so whatever. Don't be like Rachel, guys. It's no, creepy. be like me. I mean, yes, Make you, all will your meet, dreams come true. you will meet celebrities and it'll be great, but also keep a distance. <laughs> There's no such thing as personal space to me. So. Anyway, on that note, <laughs> let's, let's, yeah, let's get into it. Let's get into it. This one time, Ed Sheeran came to Winnipeg with Taylor Swift in like, 2014. I was living for it. I Ed Sheeran had just come out with his first album. He was still like a little dude Everyone from Britain. Everyone was still Britain. singing A-Team. Yeah. A-Team. Um, give me love. Lego, Lego house. house. I'm out of love. I'll pick you up when you're getting down. And out of all these things I've done. think I love you better. And those songs still, like, those are his best songs. They still hit. I love that first album. First album, best album. Sorry, Ed. Come on. We all know, we all know <laughs> Step it. Step it up. <laughs> um, I had tickets to the show at the big stadium, and I primarily bought tickets to see Ed Sheeran, not to see headliner Taylor Swift, because that was still at the point when, like, I, it was cool to hate Taylor Swift. And I don't know what you're going to say. <laughs> it's still, still cool, cool to hate Taylor Swift. <laughs> but I cannot agree anymore. I love Taylor Swift now. Back then, I did not love Taylor Swift. I had graduated high school by now, and I'm like, not doing a lot with my time apparently so i had uh, this whole day that I, that ed sheeran was in town and i just wanted to find him and i asked all my friends what they were doing and they were all busy because it's like the middle of the afternoon and i'm like oh, okay like i'm about to go find ed sheeran alone <laughs> like that's even more creepy that's than a daunting, if i went with a friend that's a daunting task too i you know. know what i mean <laughs> like I was like all about like celebrities and finding meeting people going every concert I ever could spending mm -hmm. all of my money and we still do that still do that <laughs> to a degree but like now I'm like okay I understand that you are just a regular human <laughs> so I found out that they were doing a signing through Virgin Radio oh, okay um and he was doing like a little acoustic show in um, the exchange district at just like a little bar so prime prime location, prime yes, time. Yes. So I I don't know how I found all this out. I got to be honest, I don't know how. The pieces just fell into place for they you. They did. And so I put on my best outfit, which was which what? was <laughs> They were like I think it was dress pants. I think they were dress pants. <laughs> and a cropped sleeveless denim vest that had it had the American flag on on the shoulders. Uh-huh. Like, with stars and stripes. Ugh. And then on top of that, I wore, like, a bright blue scarf. 
like a this was the age of the like scarf. A, what what are those uh, silky kind of scarves? Not yeah. like a warm scarf because it's like summertime at this point. You know they're thin. They're yeah. just there to decorate you, honestly. But they had skulls on it. My scarf had skulls on it. That was the the that was the age of the scarf though. Like yeah. you don't see that anymore. That was like when infinity scarves were a thing. Oh too. yeah. Oh yeah. Twenty fourteen. What a time. Awful. So I'm like, okay, that's it. I'm gonna meet Ed Sheeran. So I go to this bar. And there's this huge lineup outside. And I walk past this line and I'm like, oh my God, like these people must be doing the same thing as me. But so I saw a girl in in the lineup that I knew and I was like, oh my God, hey. And she was like, what are you doing here? And I was like, oh, I'm just, I thought I'd come and try to meet Ed Sheeran. And she was like, oh, you have to have a ticket. Like, like my dad won this contest. So that's how I have this like special ticket. And I was like, oh damn. Like, okay. So all these people in line must have a special ticket. And then, so I walked around gonna head back to my car honestly mm-hmm. and I was like damn like okay it's just not gonna work out no Ed Sheeran for me today and there's a back door that a group <laughs> of oh, like no. girls and their moms are hanging out by I gotta say again I am alone at this <laughs> point and I am oh I am like 19 20 years old mm-hmm just and hanging I out go hang out at a back door with 16-year-old girls and their moms. I'm so proud of you in this moment. <laughs> you stuck it out. So I'm, like, talking to these girls. And, like, I think I feel like I'm just, like, very vocal. And, like, I have, like, leadership mentality. So I'm, like, rallying these girls up. And we're like, okay, so, like, Ed's going to come in. And we're at this back door. And he's probably going to enter through this door. So we're just going to have to – we're just going to have to get in there. And we all have our little – little cds with the little album covers in it and we're like okay we're just gonna like quickly get him to sign it and we're gonna be really nice and i'm talking like uh, it was so weird <laughs> giving everybody a pep talk yeah. there at the door because <laughs> like i just walk into things and i'm like i'll just pretend like i'm really know what i'm doing and then <laughs> and then i do it and then this one just happened to work out so ed pulls up in this big like truck with like his bodyguards and stuff mm-hmm. like a van i should say and he gets out and he's like, oh, he's so cute. Like, he hasn't blown up yet. Oh, no. Like, so he's, like, still this little guy. And he signs all our stuff and he's like, do you guys not have tickets? Tickets to this little little show I'm doing. Mm-hmm. And then all, all of us were like, oh, no, no, we don't have, have tickets for the show. And he was like, all right, one second. And then he goes, in, it goes into this building. And then a bodyguard comes back out, like, two minutes later. And he's like... You ladies can slowly make your way to the front door. Oh no way! Ed Sheeran is gonna Sh- is gonna let you in. <laughs> Ed Sheeran. <laughs> Ed Sheeran says he can let you in. Um, so we all go in and um, like that's amazing. Like the local radio station is like hosting it, and he does a little acoustic performance. And it's like it's just like so amazing. So I'm standing in there, I'm like crying. And Sharon invited me to this. And I'm like, oh my god, I can't even believe that like this just worked out so well. But they had to cut um, the performance and interview little portion short because since he let us in, we were above capacity. The room was above capacity, and it was a fire hazard. So they had to cut it short. But they still let us take pictures with him. That's nice. So, but here's the thing. I'm waiting in this line, mm-hmm. and my friend that I knew has already taken her picture with Ed, and she's gone. Mm-hmm. And so I was like, okay, I'll just go take my picture with him by myself. Like, it's not a big deal. And then this woman is like, due to time constraints, we can't just let everyone take a single picture. Like, it has to be, you have to take pictures, like, with someone else. So I in like, I'm here by myself. <laughs> yeah, she was like, are you here alone? And I'm like, Yes. <laughs> This is this is all just such a crazy day. Yes, yes, I'm here alone. And if you look at the photo that I took with Ed Sheeran, <laughs> there are two random girls <laughs> on the other side of his shoulder. Like I'm on one arm. Uh-huh. And then these two other women. Like Did you just crop it? I cropped it. <laughs> They're not gonna be in my photo. Hell no. I enough. sacrificed my dignity that day. It <laughs> was so funny. To get that photo with Ed Sheeran. And I will not be showing it off at with two random girls no absolutely not and i'm sure those two random girls crop me out of their photo i mean yeah i hope so what's fair is fair fair is fair so that was my story of meeting ed sheeran that's amazing it was really funny really great day hey you met ed sheeran right that's that's awesome that's huge that's so sick 
and so now my mom tells everybody. I also have a story about a celebrity encounter. I love Simple Plan so much. Like, used to love them back in the day, back when, like, Shut Up was <laughs> was a single. And I felt so angsty because I'm like, oh, my God, they're saying Shut Up. Like, oh, my God. <laughs> swear word. Whoa. But, no, their shows are a lot of fun. So this was... This was 2016 that this story happened. And I went to a Blink-182 show with my cousin. We were really, really excited. Um, Their album, California, had just come out. It it had come out, like, honestly, four days before our show. So we were one of the first group of people to really hear the Mm -hmm. album live, which was exciting. And Simple Plan was the opener. So I'm like, oh, this is awesome all around. Like, we get to see some great bands. And we were right up at the front and we got there early, you know, like you pay your dues. You get there a few hours early, get let into the building, and then you're packed in with everybody. And we were maybe like two or three people away from the front barricade. So Simple Plan goes on, fantastic show, like super high energy. Everything's great. Like everyone still has space to like jump around and stuff. Then Blink-182 goes up on stage. And it's like everyone just like suctioned together. Oh it was my like God. a big clump. To the point where my feet came off the ground and because my arms were stuck like to the next people like beside me, I was just dangling there for a second. I couldn't move. (laughs) My feet were just kicking beneath me. That is so terrifying. It was absolutely terrifying. And my cousin and I, we look over and like somebody's shoulder is like halfway, like almost in her mouth. And I'm like, oh my God, like just bodies upon bodies. So sweaty. And, like, Girl at the Rock show is playing. And I'm like, I just want to hear this live. Like, I just want to be here at the front and hear this. And people were crowd surfing. Like, it was nuts. So me and my cousin got separated, which was equally terrifying. So I I had to do something which was so shameful to me because I work at this venue. I know the security guards at this venue. And I had to wave them down and say, hey, I'd like to get pulled out, please. Which is oh, it's so shameful. Oh, it's okay. It's so okay. Upset with myself. Don't worry. I'm like, my ribs were just going to collapse from yeah, people pushing me. Yeah, this sounds terrifying. That's yeah. like the real deal. It was a lot. It was a lot to focus on. And then, uh, yeah, so we get pulled separate times. We just look like an absolute mess. <laughs> oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Absolutely disgusting. Well, you have to realize you're covered in like your own sweat and then also other people's Which is sweat. Awful. Also, they tried, you know, like when the security guards try to pour like water into your mouth because they can tell everyone is dehydrated they like missed my mouth which meant that the entire (laughs) bottle of water poured down my shirt oh my god so i had this this, is a mess this stain which looked like a sweat stain (laughs) but it wasn't oh my god this sounds just a mess i looked rough but like at the same time like i'm having fun (laughs) this is supposed to be fun but this is great so we walk we have to do like the walk of shame now to the back of the arena. So we go to stand by the sound booth and kind of figure out, okay, what do we do? Do we try to get back to the front? What's what's going on? At this time, I realize, oh my God, Simple Plan, all of the members of a Simple Plan are just like standing there by the sound booth. I look at my cousin, Sherry, and I'm like, we're, we're going. We're, we're, we, we're <laughs> oh going. Oh my God. Nobody, it's, it's one of those weird things where it's like, nobody noticed them. And they're like your favorite band. I know. I'm That's just looking like, what the hell is happening? So yeah, we go and uh, we talk with them and they, they're, they were having a conversation amongst themselves, but they are so, so sweet to their fans. Like took I want to say like 10 minutes of their time just to like hang out with us. And it felt so casual and so nice. And like we were just giving – I feel like we came in so hot. Like, oh, my God. Like, I love you so much. And it's like, <laughs> You're like the obsessed yeah. Oh, my God. I found you. Yeah. Yeah. And I'm like I, – I realize I'm like slowly brought myself down. But they were – they were so, so nice. Like, yeah, saying it's like, we're so honored that you guys, like, came to Aww. our show, paid money. And it's like, thank you so much for coming. Like, super, super humble and thankful. And, yeah, we talked with them about music for a little bit. Like, what it was on tour for them. And I had, like, a, 
a huge crush on their bass player, David Durassier. Like, everyone loves Pierre Bouvier, and he is a beautiful man. But, yeah, I was looking at David Durassier. Oh, like, yeah. oh, my God. This is a moment that I have dreamed we, of. Like, everyone who knows Simple Plan knows that Oh yeah, this guy. He's he's the guy. He's and the they're one. French, and it's just like, oh, my oh. little Canadian heart was just beating oh, so funny. fast, you know? So, yeah, he gave us hugs, took, like, individual pictures, and so I posted a photo with David DeRossier on my Instagram. After the show, I look, and I'm like, oh, like, somebody sent me a DM. Like, that's weird. No. And at this point, like, I'm home already. Like, my cousin has gone home, and I'm home. I legitimately fell out of my bed. Oh, my God. <laughs> no, wait. Was it him? It was David DeRossier. Oh, my God. Had somehow found me on Instagram and messaged me <laughs> in my DMs. This is a dream. Guys, this is slid into my DMs. That is, oh, my God. I can't. I can't <laughs> deal with this. What did he say? You got to tell me what he yeah, did. Yeah, so basically he, he, he messaged me and said, like, I just wanted to say, like, it was so nice meeting you. Like, thank you for coming to the show. Like, and... I think he ended it with, like, thanks for the good vibes tonight. I'm like, oh. Oh, my God. Yes. And I'm, like, calling my cousin. I'm like, you have no idea what just happened. And so I start looking to myself, and it's it's the day before my birthday. And I look. I'm like, I still have this <laughs> message in my DMs. Do I? Yes. Do yes, I, you do. Do I send him a message? Because it's been about, like, a month and a half since we had a little interaction. I'm like, oh, pff. He's on tour. He's not going to remember who I am. But you know what? It's there. Cool. So I sent him this message being like, oh, you know, like, I just wanted to say, like, I'm so appreciative for everything you do as a musician and, like, sent him birthday wishes. Um, didn't hear anything back. And I'm like, oh, okay. Kind of feeling deflated. But it's like, you know what? He sees, has a lot of fan interactions. He probably just deleted our conversation. I'm like, it happens. It was a one-time thing. Uh, so time goes by and I don't really think anything of it. About a month later, it's September and I check my DMs again and, and and it's one of those things where it's like you know when you see somebody typing like it's yeah. happening in real time oh my god so I look and I'm like oh oh my god oh my god like, <laughs> and I look and like there's the little like bubble that's saying that David DeRossier is typing something in our message I'm like <gasps> oh my god and so yeah he sends me back a thing and being like thank you for such kind words angel Oh my god. Angel? Okay. I I don't even know what to do with myself at this point. The heavens oh opened up. Oh my god. In this moment. And so I'm seeing this just like happening and it's like happy belated birthday to you as well. XOXO. And I'm like XOXO gossip girl. Okay, please tell me that next time he comes here you're going to try to marry him. <laughs> For the record. Nothing else ever ended up becoming of that. To get the record straight, because yes. it's 2019, and people feed into Gossip this kind of stuff. about this. No, no. Absolute gentleman. Super, super nice. This was on a complete, like, fan basis. Yeah. Like, nothing more than that. I, did, um, I didn't, yeah, I didn't get any, like, weirdness from that. But no. But he just generally seemed like a nice guy. And the fact that he followed up, like, that is, like, above yeah. and beyond on a fan experience kind of thing. So lovely. So, so lovely. Truly care about their fans. Truly take time. And I appreciate that you know from a band who is as big as them internationally yeah oh that's so nice yeah i wish other bands could like take notes loved that fan interaction love simple plan to this day we'll probably see them like five more times in concert in the future i'm sure you will those boys will never stop they're in their 40s and they're like honestly we're not stopping they're at like dad level but at the same time they are still as immature (laughs) yeah like they're literally dads but no fantastic fan interaction Okay, everyone, it's time for us to sign off for now, but not before we pick next week's album to review. Just to recap, we pick Rolling Stone top-rated albums. So today was Daft Punk's Random Access Memories. That was rated the third best album of 2013. So let's get our let's get a little hat out here. Oh, man, oh, man. Okay, it's my turn to pick, too. I'm so excited. Yeah, okay. Are you ready? All right, this week's album to be reviewed is Kesha Rainbows. Oh. 
Oh. Ah, so we have a recent one here. Okay. This was 2017, and it I believe it was the third highest rated album of the year. I think there is going to be a lot to talk about, not just in terms of the music, but a lot of the uh, contextual uh, yes. stories yes, that, definitely. that came with writing this album. Well, that's it for us, guys. But come back next week, and uh, we'll be talking about Kesha, our girl. Woo-hoo! Thank you so much. And see you later.